I'm Leon Cunningham from the SBS Inclusion Program. I'm here with uh, Andrew Radnich from the Department of Communities and Justice. We're here to talk about workplace adjustments. We were talking earlier around workplace adjustments and it became obvious that the first place to start with workplace adjustments is even before you hire someone. So I was hoping you might talk us through the process of attracting people who might have a disability to your organisation. So through the the application process uh, obviously starts at the advertisement and I guess it's not that we're trying to attract people with a disability, it's about being inclusive, um, you know, from the very first advertisement. So ensuring that, you know, if you do need a workplace adjustment through that interview process, that it's in the advert and people who need that adjustment know where to go to, you know, reach out to the hiring manager, let them know that they've got a cognitive disability or a mobility uh, disability. And through that process, that hiring manager can make those necessary adjustments. So that applicant has uh, the same chance as any um, any any person who's um, going for that role. And so what might some of these adjustments look like in the interview process, for example? So an adjustment could be potentially having more time to, you know, do one of the tasks, whether it's a time-based uh, part of the progress, so a cognitive test or if there's a written assessment, um, if someone says, look, I can't, I can't write. Uh, so then looking at other sort of assessment methods, which might be just a verbal presentation or... It could be, you know, something more digitally focused. Uh, some people might say, you know, how do you keep the uh, interview process fair for all then if you're giving some adjustments to some interviewees? Uh, how do you respond to that? Uh, I think it's about, you know, pe- everybody putting their best foot forward, um, irrespective of, I guess, what people might think is fair and unfair. Um, look, I think it's through that process, you you want to get the best out of, people who are applying for the role and if um, if an adjustment hasn't been made and they can't, you know, efficiently complete an assessment task and um, as a panel, you know, we agree that that capability wasn't met, then, you know, that's unfair and that person doesn't have the same opportunity to basically succeed in that role because uh, ultimately the way the public service um, application process works like it's it's based on focus capabilities and it's pretty black and white in terms of being met and unmet there's no there's no scale like one two three four five um, so it's important that someone has that same um, opportunity to compete I guess fairly and evenly so the department of communities and justice has a, a network for helping uh, hiring managers to hire people with disability and make adjustments. Can you talk to that a little bit, please? Yeah, so I think DCJ established the Disability Employment Network well, possibly maybe seven or eight years ago, and um, it's grown into you know a really um, powerful network, an inclusive network, and um, it's not just focused that people with a disability in the organisation. Uh, it's really inclusive for anyone to be part of it because um, I guess as a hiring manager or even a line manager or, you know, being in a team with someone with a disability, it's important to understand what those disabilities are, how we can adjust our workplaces, adjust the way we deliver content or deliver messages, whether it's, you know, simply an email or it's a presentation at a team meeting. Um, I guess it's just ensuring that you're aware of what these adjustments are throughout, you know, your day and adjusting it to to meet those people's needs. 
So you had a particular employee with a disability came into your team, um, introduced via the network, and you were required to make some adjustments. Can you describe concretely what some of those adjustments were? Yeah, so um, when Josh came into DCJ, I think Vision Australia and another vendor, which I I can't remember the name, obviously came into the workplace. And that was our first um, experience actually meeting Josh. Um, So then obviously that adjustment process was, you know, looking at the ground, the, the building that we worked in, looking at the desk location, looking at lighting, and then looking at the actual hardware that Josh might need to um, eff- effectively work. And, and that adjustment included, you know, having arms that could move left and right, up and down, um, a specific monitor that would obviously come forward, had the right resolution, um, things like that. Um, and then also adjustments around light. So, you know, with Josh um, and his visual impairment, it's important that the light is, you know, at a specific, you know, um, brightness level. That adjustment was purely removing one of the halogen light bulbs that um, existed above Josh's desk. So once that was removed, that light was perfect. Josh could work effectively uh, in that location. So there's a case here where the... uh adjustments that were made for, a, you know, a, a number of members of the team actually were beneficial for a, a much larger range of people in the offices so that those offices are now far more inclusive for everyone. And that could be people with disabilities, whether you know or not they have a disability or not, or whether they um, just don't like standing up, for example, or sitting down. Yeah, that's right. And even like um, how people, you know, enter the office, like, um, Obviously, 6PSQ has been set up so people with mobility issues, um, whether they're, they have a walking stick or, you know, they're in a, in a wheelchair, can access these buildings and um, work effectively. And uh, I guess, you know, people might have mobility issues or they might even have, you know, physical disabilities and might require to have a desk that um, they can stand up at all day. So simple things like those adjustments um, have been made. At what stage do managers need to consider accessibility when they are either designing communications for their own teams or designing communications for external parties or, or even products? I think it, it has to start at, um, you know, day one. Um, if you're developing a Word document, you know, you need to ensure that the document is structured, it's written in plain English. If it's using images, you know, that it has the um, alt text and and things like that. And, you know, if you're managing websites and products that we do, like it, it has to start at, at the very start. And so if you had any tips for other managers around either hiring people with a disability or making their content more accessible, what, what would, would your tips be? Um, look, my tip is to probably enjoy the process because it's a, it's a learning experience. And I guess, um, you know, Lots of hiring managers might not have the sort of background to accessibility that I have. So I sort of think that I am lucky in that regard. Uh, And some hiring managers might not know anything about workplace adjustments. But if you sort of embrace the process, learn a bit about it, then I think um, it, it means that you can start to apply it throughout your working day. And I think if you're doing that, you're being inclusive to you know, people within DCJ, but also in the broader community, um, you know, because it's, it's only more recently that disability has been, um, I guess, so widely discussed and even, 
you know, Dylan Dylan Orcutt being our Australian of the Year, um, who's been a massive adv- adv- advocate for disability. But look, I really feel now that people with a disability have a have a voice, and um, it's important to listen and then adjust the way we interact on a on a personal basis um, with, with those people. So I think as a hiring manager, yeah, look, enjoy the process, learn what you can, apply it to your to your role in any way you can. And um, I think if people do that individually, then I think the collective sort of effort will, you know, create a, a workplace and an and a inclusive sort of culture that um, we can all live in. Thank you very much, Andrew. I appreciate that. We've been speaking to Andrew Rutnidge from the Department of Communities and Justice about workplace adjustments. Thank you. Thanks, Leon. I appreciate it. Okay, so we've heard when workplace adjustments go well, but if you feel like you're not getting the adjustments that you need, what are your options? I have Sally Jews from Anti-Discrimination New South Wales here to discuss what some of your options are. So I'm a conciliation officer at Anti-Discrimination New South Wales. So I investigate complaints of discrimination and help parties try and resolve complaints. So we don't take sides, but we sit down with both parties, often together, and help them discuss the complaint and resolve it. So if you've requested an adjustment in the workplace because you have a disability and your employer is not responsive to that request, it may be that you have a complaint of disability discrimination under the Anti-Discrimination Act. If you want to talk to someone about that, you can call our inquiries line on 1800 670812. And the next step after advice, if someone does want to make a complaint? Then on our website, which is antidiscrimination.nsw.gov.au, you have the ability to lodge a complaint with us. I'd just like to thank Andrew and Sally for their time on the podcast today. 